Welcome to another FTBL podcast. I'm Kevin Ayres. Today I'm sitting down with Michael Zilla and Milos Ninkovic from Sydney FC as we look ahead to the new season. Michael Zulu, Milos Nikovic, welcome to the FTBO podcast. Just to get the elephant in the room out the way, what's the deal with you guys and beards? Are you, have you got a production line of you guys coming out all looking well, the same? Actually, it's funny you said that because um, yesterday we had a Oxford suiting uh, sort of situation photo shoot, and um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a funny kind of situation. It was me, Retro, Casiris. Uh, all standing next to each other and it looked pretty ridiculous. We all had the same haircut, same beard. Um, I don't know, maybe it's uh, we're just um, the spirit of Alex Brosk. Yeah, we can never never live up to that guy, but uh, you know, had, we do, uh, do our best. Danny De Silva here last season as well. It just looked like every single position yeah, had a beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Danny De Silva and Paulie Retre had a few, uh, few run-ins with each other because they just looked exactly the same. But um, no, look, we... Um, yeah, I think we're a pretty, not a bad-looking team, mate. Yeah. When you're playing in the season, who is the actual biggest pain in the arse to come up against? I will, I will, I will say uh, maybe because I'm playing on the left, maybe Rizdon. Uh, help me, Zos. Right there. To be honest, the hardest... I don't want to give anyone any ammo. So <laughs> the hardest uh, right fullback that I come against is probably uh, at training with Ryan Grant. And, yeah. um, you know, and yeah. uh, when I'm playing against this guy, uh, Milos at training. So to be honest, like, we have some of the best players in the league in our club. So trainings, you know, training sessions are you know, probably the hardest uh, in terms of individual talent that I've come across in the league. And uh, you know, I don't want to give anyone else – I don't want to be that guy, but um, – yeah, you know, I think you know we probably have one of the strongest squads I've been involved in. So, um, you know, the level of training is super high, and uh, yeah. I think that that makes games feel a little bit better. I kind of get the feeling that Scott Jamison's got a got left off quite lately here as being the mouthiest, at least. Well, yeah, he's got he's got a bit of bite, but I um I enjoy that. You know, I, I kind of like that. I, I that's I enjoy coming up against a player who, who really wants to have a crack and really wants to make a battle of it and make a make it a, a scrap. You know, that's that's maybe that's some sort of like MPL DNA coming out of me from my <laughs> junior days. But um, that's why I said Riz. Yeah, <laughs> Riz. Yeah, Riz Josh Riz. He also he likes having a crack as well. So um, yeah, fullbacks tend to be the the kind of grumpy little little uh, <laughs> terriers. You know. Um, talking of which, I mean, if you had to face a team of 11 Thomas Brooks versus a team of 11 Bessart Barishas or Alessandro Del Pieros, which 11 would you choose to face? To face? Yeah. Oof. Uh, it's hard to tell because I came, I came after Del Piero, you know, and uh, really I can't. Uh, everyone says that Brisbane uh, with, with Broish. Uh, probably with the Sydney maybe two years ago when we had an unbelievable season, probably two best teams ever in a league, you know. And uh, yeah, it's hard for me to tell because this is my fifth year, you know, and I came after all these guys. I mean, yeah. uh, even after Del Piero, you know, I think that 
this question is more for, for Zul. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a tricky question to be honest because Del, Pier, uh, Del Piero is one of my idols growing up. Um, you know, watching him at World Cups when Australia wasn't there was um, one of the highlights of my youth. And um, Thomas Broich is a good friend of mine as well, and I've done a lot of training with him in the off-season when I was based in Brisbane. Um, and Barisha is one of the best competitors in the A-League. So, um, you know, they have all bring such a different quality. Uh, so it's, it's so hard to answer. I would personally, 11 Bressart Barishas is a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of aggression. That's a, you know, so, so I don't know. I reckon I pretty, pretty decent in goal as well. Yeah, I yeah, you're probably right. I don't know how my legs would look after a, a game <laughs> against 11 Bessart Bruches. But, um, you know, then again, 11 Thomas Broiches would probably uh, destroy you, you know, 10 nil. So, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's really tough. Probably Mentally, mentally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. true. Uh, probably I'm going to go with 11 Thomas Broiches would be very difficult. Sounds good. In terms of uh, training, you were saying that Ryan's pretty heated competitor out in the, the field. Has anybody lost it recently? What was the most embarrassing uh, loss of control at training? Well, to be honest, I'm probably the one that's going to pull my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm probably most likely to erupt at some stage. But uh, that's, what, that's, what I'm, that's what I was kind of touching on before. I... Um, if I compare myself to like a polar opposite, it would be like Milos, you know, because he's so chilled and I'm so not chilled. So I'm winning every time. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. You know, when you're on the losing team a lot at training, it starts to get under your skin. No, no. But um, it's just everyone has a different kind of personality, you know. That's, for me, that's just part of my DNA. I don't think I could be uh, in my position and at my stature and stuff like that if I wasn't, you know, a little uh, aggressive and a bit aggro. And, um, when I think Milos plays at his best when he's the most relaxed and, you know, can play his game. So whatever works for you, you know, I, I just tend to be the one that kind of goes over the line a little bit. Sometimes. Passionate and <laughs> enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a cool <laughs> passion, yeah. Um, when I lived back in Scotland, my girlfriend used to live next door to Gordon McQueen, who was a very famous Scottish striker uh, back in the day. And uh, he told us how whenever he was with Leeds United, he used to go away on away games in the coach and they play Trivial Pursuit but he admitted that they're not very smart so the one game of Trivial Pursuit would last literally the whole season what do you guys do when you're on uh, away days you've got even longer trips yes uh, yeah especially when Champions League started you know that's that's really long like four or five days we are away from home you know and uh, that's probably Toughest trips f- for us, for me personally, you know. But in our chalet, uh, like we, we always travel like day before the game, you know, and uh, it's not so bad. But uh, uh, yeah, Champions League for me is, is uh, it's very hard, you know. How do you make the time go by? Uh, uh, just uh, yeah, watching some uh, Serbian Serbian channels, you know. I have always with me, you know, my little box. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have all <laughs> Serbian channels there, yeah, yeah and. Uh, um, movies, yeah, little bit of music and headphones that's on. it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm not big big fan of, of headphones. Yeah, we, um, well, we uh, we try and keep it simple, to be honest. Like like you said, the footballs aren't the most and the brightest bulbs. So we uh, we tend to play a lot of cards. Keep it simple. If we played Trivial Pursuit on the bus. With Retro and Bratton, that game would last about four years. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if we'd ever get it finished, to be honest. But um, 
no, we just I think cards a lot, and uh, me personally, I you know, watch a lot of series, a lot of Netflix, and and that's pretty much how you you can't do much. You can't you know walk around the city. You just got to mm-hmm. prepare for the game and stay in your room, and um, that lends itself to more uh, inside sort of activities. Mm. Bit of FIFA. Some of the boys bring a PlayStation, yeah. Personally, I just, yeah, I can't, I get too wound up, so I, just, <laughs> I steer clear. <laughs> I, just, I just watch a movie. Remote something. controls at the television? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, what do you think has been your most embarrassing moment in your career so far? That's easy for me, to be honest. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I've got a few to choose from. I, uh, I jumped into a table a couple of years ago on the sideline. I uh, went up for a header. And I landed uh, on the face table. first on the table, yeah. At the halfway line? Yeah, one of those refs tables. Yeah, that was um, career. Uh, they're usually a good career. four or five foot back from yeah, the Yeah, they, they, usually. Yeah. It was yeah. a career, career high point, actually. Was, um, my, 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 <laughs> against Victory. You know, it was oh, against Victory. Victory. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah my cousins in Italy even um, came across it somehow on their news and sent it over. That was My dad was pretty happy with that. You know? he was, <laughs> finally, uh, the, I uh, made my way over there. But... Um, yeah, that that's pretty pretty easy. That one. This guy doesn't have embarrassing. I can imagine he doesn't. No, actually, I, no. actually yeah. I have one. Yeah, from last season, I think we played against Brisbane. Yeah, and I missed. Uh, I was like alone in front of goal, you know, and I missed missed uh, missed goal, you know. I think uh, that was probably. You remember that? No, no? I remember. Oh, it was terrible. It was easy, yeah. Ah, it was easier. Like from <laughs> a few meters. I don't know three. Three meters from easier from to the, score than miss. Easier to score, you know. But uh, and I was like, I missed the, the I missed the goal, and I was like, always you know, look at the fish, <laughs> you know, look at the fish, like. Yeah, but obviously, fish wasn't great. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, move the sideline while you're in midair. Um, who's the social media addict within the, the squad? Uh, well, I would say before Retro got a girlfriend, he was he spent some real time <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. Um, selfies or uh, a lot of selfies. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, In the gym. A lot of top selfies. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, they were uh, interesting. They're always a favorite. Ryan Grant, look, Ryan Grant, he wants to be that kind of alternate sort of hippie kind of guy, but he, he does a minor crack at Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know? Um, Plenty of retro uh, Yeah, he's always looking at, yeah, yeah, he's looking yeah. at like bands and stuff like that and, um, you know, music festivals in the middle of the country and stuff. But um, I reckon those two, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. A lot of the boys are married and kind of boring, so there's not... Not much going on. <laughs> Not much going on in this team. Who is the uh, the chief prankster within the squad, then? Who's who's the comedian or pulling practical jokes? We've got a we've got a dangerous team, to be honest. You yeah, yeah. you have to be really careful with what you wear into training because you might get your kid hang hung up on the on the goals down there, or <laughs> you say you just got to keep it really plain and simple. Um, but there's a few, to be honest, this year, isn't there? Between McGowan, Braddon, Braddon, Bom Johan, Redders, Grant, uh, Retray. Oh, there's a yeah, whole change room, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Lafondra. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So uh, what, what kind of pranks do they go up to apart from hanging out your, uh, your leggings? Uh, let me think. Oh, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of stitch-ups. There's, we get fined for every little thing that we do, so if we make any mistakes, uh, we uh, we have to pay for it. But, yeah, our cars get moved. 
Um, you'll kind all the standard kind of stuff, you know, all the standard nonsense. But definitely the stuff relating to kit, to gear and stuff like that, um, you want to be very careful with uh, what you're wearing. <laughs> What's the worst advice you've ever been given? Um, worst advice? The worst advice you've ever been given? Mm, worst. The worst advice? That's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> What's the um, what's the best advice you've ever been given, and if that's any easier for you, apart from signing uh, for Sydney? I think don't um, don't comp don't uh, it's a hard one, but sort of don't change your your uh, your drive and your determination. Don't let anything stifle that, and don't um, don't let anyone else's sort of uh, dreams or experiences. Um, hamper what you want to do. If that's what you want to do and that's, you know, what you want to make out of your career, then just go for it with full steam. Don't let anything uh, deter you. That's mm. probably, uh, we've had that a Basically few times. keep your dreams alive and keep, go for yeah, it. Yeah, keep them going. Don't let anything stop you. Yeah. yeah. Milosh? Uh, worst or? Best, best, best or worst, whichever. Worst, I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> worst, you know, it's hard to tell you now, yeah, but uh, uh, best advice, uh, you know, I had, a uh, lot of conversation with the young players, you know, and uh, they always ask me something uh, about uh, football and about the, the, their performance on the pitch, you know, and uh, I always um, help them. And uh, I, best advice, probably I said to them that they need to work hard every day. And, uh, of course, especially Luke Ivanovic and maybe some young players who... Who play in at, at like attacking players and, and uh, best advice is probably to to practice their first touch because I think the first touch is the most important thing in in a football. You know, if you if your first touch is not is not good, then uh, everything else can be can be perfect. You know. Yeah, That's I think that, that used to be a truism of the A League, especially yeah. in uh, the f- early years. That if you could change one thing in the A League, it was going to be the first touch. Just improve everyone's first touch, the game would take yeah. off. And to be fair, I think we, we've actually come a long way with that since yeah, then. I think that's linked to the quality of fields and stadium and stuff. Is, mm. is, that's also improving and training facilities are improving. And um, You know, like some of the best players in the world obviously started on dirt and, and gravel. We all know mm. that. But when it came time to actually hone their skills, the difference kind of I've found overseas is... Um, you know, everyone has different sort of ways of looking at football from the Dutch to the Brazilians to, to everything. But when it comes to 14, 15, that's when they really start making giant steps. And, um, you know, they have really good facilities as well to help them do that because they, how can you tr- practice a first touch unless you have a, a nice field to do it on and, and, and hone that particular skill, you know? So um, there are always exceptions, of course, but. Um, I think there's a direct correlation between those two things. Yeah, I agree. What's been your best moment in your career so far? Uh, I had a couple, to be honest. Probably one of the best is when I played for my national team in the World Cup 2010. Uh, when I won the the league uh, with the Red Star, my favourite team, you know, and I'm a big fan of them. And probably yeah, uh, three years ago when we when we had unbelievable season here in uh, Sydney FC, you know, and uh, yeah, last last uh, penalty 
uh, when we won the trophy, when we beat Melbourne Victory in the grand final. Probably these three moments is probably, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah. they'll do. Yeah. I should have probably gone first. So. <laughs> um, no, it has to be, number one, it has to be um, making my um, international debut is something that uh, stands out for me. Um, you know, when you put on that national team jersey, there's something special about it. Uh, it's kind of that was that had always been my dream, so that was the, the one of the best moments. Um, I, I scored on my full debut at Brisbane Raw. That was um, a big one because I had a lot of friends and family in the mm. in the stands. So that one still is um, very clear. And, and like uh, Milos said, the two grand finals we, we've won here. Um, you know, team uh, team silverware is uh, is a great experience because you can all enjoy it together, and you're all uh, the whole year of work has culminated in that one event in Australia, at least. So um, that was a, a massive career highlight. Do you have any particular biggest unfulfilled ambitions? Um, sort of linked to what Milos said. Um, you know, once I'd made my debut um, for the national team, my goal was to played a major tournament for the Socceroos and uh, unfortunately I, I, I didn't get to do that so that's something that was um, a big one for me but um, in saying that I'm also very happy with uh, you know the things I've managed to achieve in my career so I, I try to look at it in a holistic way. It's still a future. That's right. Nothing's over yet. Milos? I'm thinking now probably uh, yeah uh, 2010 World Cup with the, with the Serbia and uh, probably we had such a good team, you know, Vidic, Stankovic, Kolarov, unbelievable team and uh, if you remember we lost that game against uh, Australia uh, and I think if we, if, we, if we go through, if we go to the next round, we, we had like uh, open way to maybe to semi-final because if we, if we go to, to the next round, we will face against uh, we will face against USA in the quarterfinal quarter and semifinal Uruguay. You know, which is you never know. Yeah. You know, probably uh, against USA we will win one hundred percent. Back then, definitely because yeah. we, we, we don't like them. Uh, probably that World Cup. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think we had very good team, and I think we we, we could we could play much better. When uh, talking of Serbia, growing up, who was your your pinup? Who was your hero in the Serbian side? Uh, in the Serbian side was the Dragan Stojkovic Pixie, if you remember him. Yep. Yeah, he was probably one of the the best players in Yugoslavia. And uh, actually, Del Piero was my idol as well. Yeah. Oh, really? When I was oh, young, right. yeah, okay. Del Piero and Zidane, because I was a big fan of Juventus at that time. Uh, yeah. That's Did you get to meet any of them? Stojkovic? Uh, Stojkovic, yeah. Yeah, yeah Stojkovic, yeah. How was uh, he in the, in, in the flesh? Yeah, he's like uh, such a nice guy, you know. He's he's co uh, coach now in, in China, Guangzhou, and uh, he was last year, he was here in pre-season with his team. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Del Piero, I played once against Zidane when he, when he was in Real Madrid. And, but I, I never met Del Piero, yeah. yeah. But probably he was... Uh, probably the best players yeah. in, in, in the world. How was it playing against Zidane? You pinch yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, Zidane is an unbelievable player, you know. And uh, But 
uh, as I said, uh, I'm really sorry that I couldn't I couldn't play against Del Piero. You know, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's you know, I play against Totti. Yeah. Totti was my look. He's probably you've had this discussion before me. Because it's a personal <laughs> joke here, but Francesco Totti for me is just. He's just the full package, the guy. You know, he just had it. He had it all. He mm. was, um, he, uh, you know, in his no, younger days no. as well. He, he didn't. He was never that quick, but he didn't need it because he was just mm. so smart and so strong. And um, that, to me, was, <laughs> you know, inspirational. Especially as I get older, I'd like to see how he could manage to do it without speed. But um, <laughs> he, um, you know, he was also played for the same club his whole career. Um, he was a, like a cult hero. So. Um, yeah, for me, he was the uh, number you one. He's better than Del Piero in his prime. That's a tough one. Huh? That's a tough one. Del Piero was amazing as well. Yeah. I, they're two of them, uh, two of my favourites, and I was yeah, lucky to see Del them Piero play. Yeah, strong, strong and skillful. But lucky to see them play live a lot of a lot of times, and um, yeah, to play against Del Piero was also good. Getting Del Piero to the A League is still one of the biggest coups I think we've ever yeah. pulled off. Yeah, in hindsight, in hindsight. You know, he went from Juventus to Sydney FC, which is, you know, I don't mean no disrespect to any A-League club, but he went from one of the biggest clubs in the world uh, and it was still an important player when he mm. left yep. to Sydney. And, um, you know, if you could do that again now, it would be like, you know, it's hard to explain, similar to getting, uh, I don't want to say Ronaldo because he's a you know, massive superstar, but Del Piero wasn't much different. It's I think like, Del uh, his day probably would have been a match for him yeah, in terms so of profile. How do you it's compare not, it? not in the, the yeah, money terms. It's different, but you know, the, the world of football has changed so much in five, six years. The, mm. the money they're talking about now is yeah. is um, a different world. Um, in terms of socceroos for you, what, what's your favourite socceroo memory that doesn't involve you? Oh, it has <laughs> to be. Fred Holman's goal against Serbia <laughs> was one of my favourite moments, to be honest. Um, what a goal, though. But um, seriously, um, it has to be the John Aloisi penalty against uh, Uruguay. I mean, for every Socceroos fan, uh, you know, it's hard to put into to words what it meant for us um, f- after so long of not being at the World Cup. And um, for someone like myself who had grown up never seeing Australia in the World Cup and always having to support um, another, cl- another country, um, that was... That was a turning point for me. Yeah. That was a huge moment, and um, definitely, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. So yeah. that was the big one. Yeah. yeah, you won't really have a favourite Australian memory, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, oof. Serbian memory. Mm. Uh, to be honest, we always had very good players, but never had like big, big results, especially in the World Cup or, Euro- uh, or Europe Cup, you know. And uh, to be honest, I no, I can't remember any like. <laughs> Really, twenty ten is still going to be a, a highlight for you. Yeah, I can tell you maybe Red Star mom, best moment when they won the uh, Champions League. Mm. You know, to ninety ninety one. Yep. Uh, that probably pff, the best moment moment for me. Yeah, that would uh, that would have been inspiring for the nation. I'm sure as a yeah. <laughs> for football. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no, I was. <laughs> Six years old, seven years old, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seven years old, yeah. That was probably the best, the best moment, yeah. Uh, on the eve of a whole lot of struggle yeah, and strife for, in the for, country. Yeah, for the Serbian like um, um, national team, really, I can't, I can't remember mm-hmm. any because, as I said, you know, we had every year, even now, we had unbelievable players, but uh, we don't have results, you know. Yeah. And, 
We are now on the eve of the new season at last. It's only a few days away. Uh, aside from titles, what's the one thing you want from this season? Um, personally, it would be to um, yeah, be like be healthy first and foremost. That's the the main thing for every footballer. So to um, to play as many games as possible. But the number one goal. I mean, it's impossible to have a goal for the season without it being to um, to win the league and to win the grand final. That's especially at a club like Sydney FC. That's the absolute uh, you know minimum if you want to put it that way, at least to aim for it. So we have a very good chance, and that's uh, what we're gunning for. Who do you think is going to be the main competitors that are going to stand your way of that? Uh, look, it's hard to say. Everyone is, seems to have strengthened. Um, you know, I think um, Brisbane look different this year. They look very different. Um, Perth is still going to be strong. Um, Western Sydney will probably get a kick with the new Bankwest Stadium. Um Melbourne Victory have a new coach and new players, so it's actually quite an exciting season because it's it's uh, there's a lot of new players um, all, all around the place. Western United have a actually you know they have a really strong squad. When I we went and played a preseason down there last week, and just looking at the names on the team sheet, there's there's a lot of quality there. Mm. So um, you know Adelaide have signed a lot of players. It's hard. It's really hard to say yeah. where it's going where it's going to go this yeah. year. It's um, it's exciting. Like Zuzu said, I think, uh, yeah, personal goals is always to, to stay healthy, you know, and, uh, but uh, every year I have a goal to, to win trophies. I think that's, that's, uh, goals, uh, I had every year, you know, and, uh, to be honest, I think Perth will be, will be very good team this, yeah. this year, you know, they signed for Noroli, you know, they, they obviously, they, they had similar squad from last year and, um, I think maybe City, but as Zulu said, I think they, everyone uh, is. I think they have everyone is better. Everyone is better. Is better yeah. I think this year, you know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting uh, season this year. Yeah, I think. Finally, what's it gonna take for you to shave off Ryan Grant's mullet? Uh, well, <laughs> to be honest, I had this discussion with him recently, and uh, he's actually not happy with the fact that it's becoming it's becoming pretty mainstream the, the mullet. <laughs> so. You know, maybe not in mainstream in terms of the world we live in, but in his uh, alternate sort of hipster world, the, the mullet is a is a is a is a pretty strong. Uh, He's a trailblazer. Well, he was a trailblazer, but you see a lot of them getting around. Not necessarily in a good way, but certainly well, a trailblazer. Well, look, if you walk down. If you walk through Newtown or Bondi, you'll see a few a few mullets. So, you know, he's not happy with it. So he might come out with something a bit a bit ridiculous and uh, try and reinvent himself. Resurrect the Mohawk. Well, uh, Mohawk, I'm not sure. I don't, maybe a bowl cut, I think. That's probably his next, uh, his next game. <laughs> I think you said everything. <laughs> uh, I, I covered it, yeah. <laughs> Guys, that was great. Thank you very much for your time. Look forward to the new season. Best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That's one of the strikes of the season. Whoa.